I'm not gonna fight it anymore, Tony. I'm sorry, but I love you and I want you back. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate Let's get the neighbors. Hello, and from the PirateNet Studios, this is Neighbors, the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We watch the most recent episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors that went to air, and we have a little yarn about them, break them down, and overanalyze. And I've got a couple of exciting guests here today. I have a Heritage Neighbors fan, Brad Walker. Hi, everyone. And we'll get into how much of a fan you are momentarily. That's a bit scary. Uh, and Hunter Smith, comedian who's done Neighbours before. Hello. Hunter and Brad, actually, this is controversial, work for the program that goes to air at the exact same time that Neighbours goes to air. Yeah. Mm. Enemies. On, which is the same. It's from the parent network. Yeah, enemies on the same team. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like the politics. bad uncle. Yeah. yeah. And actually are responsible for every now and then when I get a bit of cheeky signed merch. These guys help me make that happen. <laughs> uh, so we owe them a lot of gratitude. Now, both of you have come in here a little bit seedy. Yeah. Brad, yeah. Brad you went to Justin Bieber. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Hunter, you just went out. Yeah, no <laughs> Biebs. How was the Biebs? Um, He phoned it in for most of it. Oh, really? I kind of enjoyed it. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Good crowd watching. Really? But Brad was telling me that the backup dancers were dialing down their enthusiasm, like their performance, to make him look better. Oh. Yeah, so they would be going full term. It was incredible. And then he'd join in and then you'd see, we'd go, oh, I need to lower it to make really? him look like he's... Like when a, when a bride drafts in ugly bridesmaids. Oh, exactly. Without a doubt. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I've only been a bridesmaid once, so I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> now, a couple of items of Neighbours Council business that will tick off before we jump in. The Australian Podcast Awards are taking place on the 1st of next month, 1st of April. The Potties. The Potties. Castawayawards.com.au, you can vote. There's a public vote category and Neighbours is not letting the team down. We're in the top 10 currently. Really? Well done. I mean, I've got to say that the number one spot is being held by a true crime podcast called Case File that's blitzing the field. Oh, yeah. People do like Case File. (laughs) So there's no chance. But if we can keep in the top 10, it means we'll look pretty decent. Well, because then people come and check it out, right? Yeah. They'll see the list and they'll check it out. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, Castaway... Or, will, yeah. we could kill a backpacker. <laughs> Do an has, episode on that. Has Neighbours done that yet? Well, they've got the backpackers. They've got, well, they've got the Tanak packers. Well, halfway there. Come on. The backpacker murders. There you go. Ivan Malat crossover ep. So, I mean, there, there'll be you a bombshell in a few months' time. Mm. So, a big uh, event episode. Oh, Paul Robinson just finally loses it. <laughs> And they'll go into that field that's whenever they go to the shops, like the Forest Hill Chase or something, <laughs> they they take two steps and they're suddenly in the wilderness. <laughs> like, I know or the Burvale Hotel. It's, the for- it's Forest Hill. <laughs> so you can vote for neighbours. The other little bit of business is that I'm gonna do a little live show in London. Yeah. What? I know, right? Didn't you li- didn't you listen to the last podcast? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Brad said he listened and then he didn't give any other feedback. He goes, I, I listened to last week's episode. It was very high on religion. End of conversation. You can, sorry, you can cut this bit out if you want, but you're going to do a live show in London. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to Europe to visit some relatives. That's right. And while I'm there, I'm stopping in at London to see the Neighbours Council representatives of the UK. Excellent. The local cultural attaches. Yeah. And Sarah, one of our 
listeners is helping me organise it from over there. Oh, what all like, Oh, that's good. How fun is that? And we're looking at Kentish Town on the 30th of April. Oh, excellent. Sunday oh. Arvo, what was that? Oh, no, 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 no. There's nothing like that. You just take some nice scones with you. Oh, okay. There's a posh there. Well, it's a little bit possible. Well, it's a pub. Oh. It's going to be in a pub, I think. Oh, we think we're, we love that. Sorry about it. We're going to iron out the details, so we'll keep an eye on the socials when we've got... Well, that's very exciting. ...all that lockdown, and we can come and have some drinks and have some hangs. And, okay, Book Depository, we've got an affiliate link. If you want to support the PirateNet Studios, do your book shopping, and uh, we'll get a little, a little bit of something out of that. A couple of people have bought books this week. Killing Lincoln, the assassination that changed America forever. Wow. And in that same order, Five Days in November, a book about the JFK assassination. Okay, well, there's our crossover, (laughs) it. It's making me uh, wonder a little bit if someone's plotting something. The grassy Aaron's Bernal. (laughs) And then someone else has bought uh, Spot's Tummy Time pop-up playmat. So So you get a report of what the people bought? Yeah, I get the little book ID number and, I, and then I have to type it in to see what it Has what anyone it ever has anyone been a bit filthy come through? Not yet, no? but we've we've set it up for them to do so. Right, right. So go ahead, guys, if you want whatever if you want me to be a little shocked. <laughs> I, I shock quite easily. <laughs> uh, and final bit of business is that I'm cooking up a pretty incredible guest next weekend in terms of neighbours alumni. He may not be able to he may not be able to do it, so oh. I'm not going to get excited. Okay, no drum roll then. I'm not going to answer it till it's happened, till it's in the can. But if it happens, I'll be pretty wrapped. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on, a little bit of, come on, a few, few, few clues, come on. Well, I said he and I said I'd be pretty thrilled. So I think anyone who's a regular listener will know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Lou's not coming within a... Within 10 metres of me. I don't know. <laughs> some of the stuff I've said on here. Uh, so, okay. Now, let's kick off the week. Monday, the 6th of March, 2017. Now, you guys haven't even watched every episode this week. So, we're going to keep it pretty loose. We're going to jump around a little bit and we'll we'll see where it takes us. So, we kick off with this kind of fake ID racket. Willow, who is Toadie's fake daughter, that fake D slash... I, I'm trying to believe that she's real D with some kind of amnesia situation, but... Oh, you think they're going to do a double fake out and it's going to be real deep? That's what I thought. But now it's getting closer and closer. Like, apparently she's she leaves early April, Madeline. So I'm losing a little hope here. Mm. But they can't really do the bewitched sort of thing, can they, with the... Oh, with... Um, with the, you know, the black-haired D as well, Elizabeth, then coming back. Yeah. Elizabeth Montgomery in yeah. two roles. Well, that's what we kind of wanted, really? but... Yeah, she played the evil witch. The evil witch. Really? Just mm. to keep Elizabeth mm. Just to keep her interested. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's what's happened. I don't know if this was what happened here, but it's almost like she she said to the writing team, "I'll come back, but only if you make me evil, and I don't want to come back as D." Yeah, to spice it up a bit, do you think? Yeah, because that's boring, and I'm, that makes me sad because this whole I reckon this whole arc with Toadie torn between two lovers would have been more thrilling if it was really his ex wife. Absolutely, but but do you think they just thought it was a bridge too far to legitimately bring her back? Like maybe it had to be so ridiculous to make it plausible. More ridiculous than the magical realism of having an identical doppelganger <laughs> in the world. That she never knew about, yeah. That Toadie believes yeah. as his actual dead wife. Because I think this is moving into fantasy territory. I know oh, that, absolutely fantasy. I know that Na- Soap does cross that bridge a lot. She's. She, I think that she's playing it with quite a good psychological edge, though. Oh, I'm loving like her. She could perf- snap at any moment. Yeah, and she does. And there was one point in the week where she was, like, banging on the floor. She was just, like, trying to tear her hair out almost. And I love all of that. 
but I, it's not. When her and her daughter are talking about the scam, it has like a sort of a vaudevillian grifter vibe, doesn't it? Like they've <laughs> gone, from, gone from town to town, you know, ripping <laughs> off suckers. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. And again, I would, but Kate, our other co-host, has problems with the fact that they just did the big mother-daughter grifter storyline with Xanthi and Fifi Box. Oh, yeah. She came into town with a jewellery scheme <laughs> and has roped Xanthi in to sell Carl Kennedy a fake rupee. <laughs> <laughs> and they were both blonde well, and beautiful know. as well. Well, they know so. when they're all to a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Willow's been accepted into Southeast Grammar, the unnecessary private school that she thinks she needs to attend to be an Air Force cadet, even though any public school will let her be an Air Force cadet. She can just join a local squadron. And it, was that 20000 a term? Or was that just... Uh, I would say a semester, yeah. maybe. Imagine setting up a school that was so posh that it cost $20,000 a semester and then saying, what should we call it? <laughs> or Southeast? <laughs> It's not fancy, is it? It's not so, named after a poet or anything. No, no. It's just a direction. <laughs> um, I went to um, a school called Penley and Essendon Grammar. There you go. Now, there's a school. Which I loved and hated. I loved the name Penley. Mm. I thought that was really romantic, even though it was just named after the street that it was on. <laughs> and, but I hated the fact that Essendon Grammar was tacked on. Was it in Essendon? Yeah, one of the campuses was in Essendon. It was like they'd merged a boys' school and a girls' school and came up was with it. Was it called Penley and Essendon? Yeah, Penley Grammar. Mm. Pegs. Pegs. Where, where did you go to school, Brad? What I was went, your school for? I went through a strange one where I started off at Belwood Heights High School, which backed on to Channel 10. And then halfway through, they changed it to Forest Hills Secondary College to make it sound better. Yeah, because they stopped calling because schools com- high schools. Yeah, so they, they combined three schools and then, yeah, did that. I'm surprised Erinsborough High hasn't changed its name to Erinsborough College with all their schmick fancy uniforms yeah. they've got at the moment. Yeah, Erinsborough Anson Corner College. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I went to Beacon Hills, which sounds like a fake Erinsborough suburb. Yeah, it? it does. Satellite town. Um, Brad, did you mean that your school backed onto the neighbour's lot? No, no. Uh, backed on, well, the current neighbour's lot, yeah. It would be Channel 10 um, Global Studios there. Yeah. Um, but oh. I grew up can you not imagine like five-year-old brad like looking over the fence being like well the sad thing is i wasn't i'll be in Aaronsburg. i wasn't five but our house backed on to pinot court so can you hold up what yeah so <laughs> this is this is a, a bit of a scary thing that happened when i was younger i when it was on channel seven was neighbors was on channel seven i fell in love with the show this was 30 years ago yeah it was 30 years ago channel seven yeah, yeah on channel seven when that. it first started on that and then when it finished on channel seven I stupidly wrote a letter to TV Soap Magazine wanting to start the Neighbours Fan Club and didn't put anything like put a return addressed envelope. Aww. And I got our family house got inundated. Oh, really? With, <laughs> with mail? With mail. Stop. No joke. So hang on, where, where was your private home address published? In the magazine? In the magazine. <laughs> That is adorable. Which, and what does one do? Is what did you do with all the mail? Because you you had nothing to do with neighbours. Nothing really. at all. So what we did is I would actually write up like newsletters and then go to school. And you know those really embarrassing because this is we didn't have photocopiers and stuff like that in the old times. What? So we would what did you do. We would have oh, those remember, purple those things. Those purple like, um, like carbon carbon copy things. So you'd do that. And I had a really good English teacher who let me use it. And I'd make copy 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 copy. And they'd be lucky to get like. A newsletter every month. Oh, he was doing zines before they were cool. No, exactly. But the thing is, it was like I was paying, like stamps weren't that expensive then, but just sending. Then it hit, that continued for a little while. And I was invited on to, you know, go to the street, go to all these recordings, all things. Um, and then it hit 
the UK. And all of a sudden, people would get in contact, and the only address they had oh my was my parents' address. So we would get inundated with, with all this stuff until, well, my parents put a stop to it. They really did. They got it. We had How to get, old were you by this stage? Oh, listen, I probably would have been about 14, I think. Oh, this oh is God. so cute. Yeah. How do you put a stop to mail? Well, what actually happened <laughs> is we spoke to, um, to Grundy's and spoke to Channel 10, and they happily did something and they, they there was diverted a diversion the or there was something and they looked after it and did it from there. Yeah, you would have had to get a PO box. Man. But it was <laughs> I know. And That's it was, what all the YouTubers do now. Yeah. Something. And so that was it was it was a crazy time, but it was incredible because oh I'd be invited to Des and Daphne's wedding. Um you know, there's a photo like, of me with to watch like, the recording. Actor, to watch the recording to actually be there as they're going off in the horse and carriage and in the cars oh, and stuff. Imagine if you're there for the Bikaili wedding. Oh, yeah, no, unfortunately... You've been shown on every TV show every three for, weeks for the 30 years since. <laughs> yeah, so there was, there was also... And they, didn't, um, didn't they invite you to the Logies? Um, I, my, my sister got in... Well, we got invited to Logies once, but I was more going to things like, you know, the thousandth episode party that they did. So they did a, a well, those party... those get pretty loose these at, days. Yeah, yeah. At, at, at the actual Nun Awarding Studios and stuff like that. And I'm a young guy. Um. You could be you could be on the set. You could actually be an extra walk past. This was they no one cared. It's really cute. Isn't it was it? really you know it's a really time. kitsch history. It's one of the best stories we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah. What did people send you? Oh, uh, you'd get well. So people, they, they think they think, they they think get, you are. So you it was like the, photos. Yeah. Of, they wanted photos signed. And stuff they wanted like photos. They actually thought you were one of the cast. Whereas clearly, I was still like, oh, I like to talk to like-minded people. It sounds well, very creepy. They're there, pretty dumb then. If yeah, you thought that. But I got a lot of things, and it was you know. I, I met a lot of people. It was great fun and, you know. Because you've got all the vintage fan cards. All the vintage fan cards and stuff like that. Did you know that, um, uh, this is Brad's story really, but uh, (laughs) he wanted Fifi's fan card and so they didn't have one so he made one? Yes, you told told me that and she was thrilled to be at Sound Engine. Because you guys work sometimes with Fifi Box when she comes into the project. Yep. Your show. I just think the only reason you go on Neighbours, oh, no, apart from because you love acting, is to get a fan card. And then when I find out that <laughs> oh, they're you're not... you're so innocent. When they thought that they're not doing a fan card, I said, that can't happen. Have no they way. discontinued fan cards full stop? I think so. Was just a the yeah. last batch of fan cards I saw had Dead Cop on them. Olympia Valance doesn't even actually, have a fan card, apparently. There's at least three characters that I've had fan cards of that have died since I got them, so... They're probably due for another batch. Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe. So apparently they've stopped now. Maybe so. it's a curse. I've just made fan cards for this show. I don't call them fan cards. I call them postcards. For this show, they're in the mail, Vistaprint. It's not. It's cheap as chips. Neighbours publicity. Get, down get the fan cards happening. Yeah, I know, because that's what I used to love. I, I remember when it was on Channel 7 and I used to always, I don't know how they, they must have thought it, we were crazy. We would ring from the school phone and try to get. The fan cards from Channel 7 would ring every day because the Channel 7 ones are photos. They were beautiful yeah, channel, photos. That's Channel 7 coin, They were mate. amazing. <laughs> so it's like, you know. and um, Yeah, you want a fan card from winners and losers, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got some mates that were cast members, don't you? Yeah, I've got. I, I'm, I've, I've remained friends with a few people and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, give us and, a name drop. Well, I, I was pretty good friends with Christian Speed for a long time. So He played? Um, Todd Landers. Yep. So, you know, when he went over, his parents lived in Geelong. And he'd stay at his grandmother's in Blackburn and we'd, you know, hang Aww. out. He'd sometimes stay, stuff like that, if he didn't want to go back to Geelong. Uh, went over to the UK to do The Tomorrow People and do a couple of shows. But you know, this, we, we haven't actually contacted for a long time. And that's, I'm going to make sure I get out there and contact him this yeah. week. So, you know, 
have a bit of a chat. Well, this is thrilling. This is just this is someone who's really flying the flag locally, and we don't get that kind of fandom in Australia and with neighbours anymore since they jumped ship to the other net. Well, not no. jumped ship. They moved them to the secondary network. Which Brad, you wrote an open letter about, didn't you? Yeah, I did about five years ago. Did you trying to change the mind? Just saying that it was quite disgusting. That, no, they just wanted a slow death. Yeah. Of neighbours, but you know, it's you know it's one of those things that's made its money before it even airs, so... Yeah, so they can just kick it around wherever. <laughs> well, it was a lovely deviation there. Now, D, you would have, Brad, watched the D era yeah. in the, in the um, 90s. Yeah, I did watch the, the... That was when I started to sort of, like, wane away from it. Mm. So, yeah, I, I knew I knew about D. I knew about the love with Toadie and, of course, the... I, the knew about the, I knew about the deep love and commitment. The deep love Toadie. and commitment. <laughs> exactly, well... That's what so, I know. I know D, Toadie... Wig stapled to the outside of the Commodore. That's like, <laughs> and and yeah. the slow burn of the friend, the platonic friendship, and he wanted more, and then she yeah. saw more yeah, behind the mullet. Grounded down, so that's what's like, you know. Do you think that's a real trope in televisions and movies where a, where a woman doesn't like a man and then she changes her mind? But in real life, I don't think that happens very much. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, you're awful. And then he just persists and persists and persists until she's like, oh, I love I you. May as well, yeah, I may as well yeah. give it. I'm not going like to get any better. Though. It's like something that, uh, you know, men would write. Yeah, although I think I don't think it was as sinister with Toad. I, oh, think, yeah. I think he just resigned himself to the fact that he was friend-zoned forever. Right, right. Until she finally went, hang on a minute. Mm. So, her daughter somehow, because she's good at science and physics, that translates to counterfeiting. Yeah. And she can make fake IDs. She's a grifter. <laughs> you want a passport? I got a passport. <laughs> She's probably got a big overcoat with them all pinned, <laughs> pinned to the inside. And she um, she flashes around her real ID, which says Willow Summers, her real name, as far as we know, hmm. not Willow Bliss, and to go, look how good, this is my pretend name. And what an idiot. Like, mid-grift, you don't go showing people your real no name. Rule 101. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stress is getting a bit much to Willow. Piper was trying to distribute these fake IDs and got busted and Willow's been dragged in. So Willow digs up this photo that she's photoshopped of Ellie in bed with young Angus, who Hunter was on last time you did Neighbours. He was Sarah Beaumont's son. Yes. That was staying with the Kennedys. And he got really sexual predatory by the end there. Like he was forcing himself on Ellie, like like putting a mask on in a masquerade style and pashing her really she thought he was the hot cop 50 shades no and eyes wide shut and then he like she was hammered and he crawled into bed with her and kissed her and all this really awful stuff that's a bit edgy and he's 16 so now this has come back because so they photoshopped them in bed together and willow's blackmailing a teacher and toadie's comforting her a lot and and i've got a shout out to cj one of our co-hosts who she's an essendon fan and she's been waiting for toadie to weigh in on the essendon doping scandal for quite a while now (laughs) and he finally did and said that he's always stood by his club and so i think she she will appreciate that oh that's so cute toadie's like still flying the flag for the bombers now at this point ellie calls angus this is again inappropriate that she's even got his number in her phone to try and find out what's going on with this photo and then pieces it together with some sleuthing, but which is looking at Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Instagram features a lot. Yeah. It's featured several times this week. And last time I was back on about Instagram too. I think whenever the teenagers are concerned, it's Instagram. That's the hot platform. Mm-hmm. And whenever 
um, like Aaron down the mines who does a lot of the marketing. He works as a – he's started a business called Brand Enthusiasm. He's often on Twitter. That's his platform That's his of thing. choice. Wow. Yeah. Um, but they're the main ones that get a run. So at this point, uh, Ellie and Sue's confront D. And she's playing it down like, oh, whatever. She didn't mean any harm, you know. She doesn't understand computers. She couldn't have been her. So, back off. Grifters, yeah. And Susan's a, a real hard-ass about it, actually. Mm. She annoyed me a bit. She's where she was threatening to tell the new principal. Yeah, at the at Southeast Grammar. Yeah. Particularly when, come on, if you Susan, you believe this is really D and she's had a bit of a rough trot. You know, that's right. Ba- like in the ocean, thirteen years ago, banged her head. Yeah. She goes. She even said, oh, "We've had a long history, D, but I, I am going to tell them." Yeah. <laughs> my note here just says, "Gosh, Susan must be so tired, wasn't she?" Yeah. I mean, it just is relentless. Life is relentless for Susan. Um, and this is her bloody niece to Ellie. Like she's never had a week's peace with Ellie around. <laughs> Can you not just deal with your dramas without involving Arnie Sue's. And so um, this isn't polite to say, but I, I do think that Jodie, like she didn't really sleep with the student. No. Right. But she does seem like she might. Yeah, <laughs> you I, know what I mean? Like she's, I, yeah, she's I think, a saucy teacher. I think that's where she runs into trouble. Like over summer holidays, she was running summer school and it was getting a bit hot and she would just go into her office and unbutton her shirt and stand right, in front right, of a right. fan and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, perception. It's about perception. Yeah, so, I mean, she's not great with the public persona, like getting that under control. Like she, you know, I, I doubt on her Instagram, like a lot of my friends on social media that are teachers go by their first name and middle name. Yeah. She yeah, probably yeah. doesn't even have the savvy to do that. <laughs> my sister changed, is a teacher and she changed the Smith part of her name and she reversed the letters. So it started with H. Yeah, great, great. And then um, my Nana sent her a birthday package that never <laughs> arrived. And we finally found out it's because she had addressed it to this reversed name <laughs> that my sister used on Facebook. In person. Yeah. She, that's what she put on the envelope and sent it. So it never got to her. To the school. And then my Nana was like, why, why did you do that? And she was like, oh, I thought she changed her name. To Eden Ham Tishnyop. I know she's so they've stupid. Got, they've got to steal that. They've got to write that in for Colette Nan. Surely, yeah, Xanthi yeah, will change her Instagram name. Yep. And oh, that's really cute. Uh, now, Xanthi already looks like it's spelled backwards. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> and this is we get to see a bit of D's undoing here because she has this. She got cracks and she's saying, "I'll fix it. I'll fix it." So she dials up Tim Collins at the West Waratah Star, which some people on Twitter pointed out he used to hold a candle for D. He had a little. He thought, what? Who remembered that? Just from the, back in the day. Just some of the geniuses Amazing. that watch this show. Amazing. And I'll, I'll retweet the link that they sent me to yeah, him. Well, that's offensive because she didn't have his number. She had to go through reception, didn't she? Yeah, and also it was an e- it was the evening, so she got straight through. It didn't go to an after-hours answering machine, and it was for the morning edition of this suburban Warren newspaper. Yeah. It's like, Which implies there's several other editions. And they're putting it out, yeah, they're putting it out every day, multiple times a day. They're still thinking it's the late 90s with yeah. the early Herald Sun and the late one. Yeah. <laughs> so it was amazing that she got through, but then again, maybe Tim Collins was like, I've yeah. heard this, this bit of stuff's back in town. Absolutely. Put her straight through. Um, oh, but hang on, D's not D though. Yeah, but n- nobody he knows doesn't know that. that, so he's oh, he thinking right. I'm back in. Right, right, right. I'm getting <laughs> too, too yeah. caught up in the detail. And that's the thing. I I feel like they were too quick to stop talking about the fact that she's been missing for 13 years. It got a bit of airtime at the start, but you'd think I don't know. I, Rule I'm still, of soap, accept it. Yeah, move I was. On. I was still kind of waiting for her to do a tour of duty at the hospital and all the nurses, you know, yeah. throwing her a brunch or something. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, it's everyone's like, okay, she's here now. She's it's like she's never left. That's right. I wonder what happened to her super. 
That would have been rolling over. Oh, nice you know thing. that's going to take a long time to yeah. collect all those toad, together. Toad might oh. pay for it. Now, moving over to Steph Scully. At last. I have a lot of feelings about where this storyline has headed to. I like this. You're talking about this is a bit of a more psychological thriller. It's, a, it's very psychological at the yes. moment. Yes. Now, you, you're all across the fact that Steph's now bisexual, which yep. is thrilling. I imagine it's thrilling yeah, for you guys. Yeah, it is. And can I just say that making Steph, I thought she was a lesbian, making Steph bisexual, it's one of the longest, most realistic gay storylines on television because they played the long game on yeah. that. Because from mm. the moment she rocked up, we all knew she was a lesbian. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's taken her a long time to find out. And that's very common. So I've read. Later in life, lesbians, they're mad for it. And she went to prison too, didn't she? She went to prison because so she... Oh, that'll yeah, do it. That yeah, definitely does oh, it. Yeah, do that's it. That's definitely... <laughs> yeah. She that's... ran Ringo down. Mm. And it was the turn in the psych in the psychiatric hospital where she fell in love with her lady nurse that did it. That happened, did it. happened in Wentworth many times. Did yeah. it? Yeah. So, which... She'd now, be good on Wentworth, Steph. Yeah, people, people actually mention that every single time yeah. we talk yeah. about her, her stint in prison. Yeah. She's done one walk-on role on Wentworth, but... Not as an inmate, just as a visitor. So, oh, bummer. Well, she come back. Yeah, bring her back. Yeah. Dye mm. her hair. Mm. Um, she did a play. She can probably take a few weeks yeah. off. Yeah. So, now the thing is, okay, so a couple of years ago, she was gaslit by Paul Robinson. Mm. I forgot why, for some dodgy reason that he had. He wanted to send her back around the bend. So, he was planting little triggers around the mechanic where she was working, the garage, like um that's so cruel like she'd given up a baby for adoption so he started playing like lullaby music through the bluetooth speakers and um like- paul robinson doesn't do things by halves <laughs> no that's what's so good about him uh, that's so cruel but it would be fun to gaslight someone wouldn't it <laughs> don't you think in like a malevolent soap opera way yeah 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 i mean there's lots of um hijinks that you could I get up gaslit to gaslit my sister once actually by con- <laughs> convincing her I don't know if this is gaslight, but I convinced her that we had a ghost. And it was all like, jokey, jokey, she didn't believe me. And then one day I set, I set it up so bad that I got home from work three hours later and she was crying on the front doorstep of the house and room was refusing to go in the house. <laughs> She'd imagined the ghost. How did you set it up so... I kept, I called the ghost Frankie and I I had worked out that you could set the timer on the television for it to switch itself off oh. and I would I would set it all the time and my, everyone would be like, why is the television coming off? And I'd be like, I, keep, I think there's a ghost. And then I could work out the time so I knew what it was going to be. So I could be like, Frankie, turn the TV off and it would turn off. And then one day I knew she was going to be home alone so I got out the industrial packet of salt and... On the middle of the table. I Who did has a, an industrial packet of salt? In the middle of the table, I did a big F with a circle. <laughs> and then I put all the chairs facing out and upside down. And then she came home to that. And... Now I'm understanding a lot more about why you decided to study law. You're inherently <laughs> <get> evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, read the lesbians. Yeah, so... Okay, so now she's being kind of gaslit again, or she thinks someone's doing this to her again to send her mental, which, I mean, she's on meds, she sees a psychologist, she seems to have all that well under control. Yeah. So you'd think, even if someone did try to gaslight you, if you've got the proper healthcare, that shouldn't, it wouldn't stick, would it? I don't mm. know. Well, I don't know. I think it would, because she, you think it's the reality. You know what I mean? You think it's oh. the reality. And then we say to other people, they make you sound crazy by saying that never happened, baby. Your bike's just there. <laughs> so she <laughs> she has fallen for so Mark Dulcop's boss, Detlez, Ellen is he the detective down at the police station. Okay, so who? Detlez, Ellen. Who's Ellen? Um, the blonde detective. Right. A lesbian called Ellen. Yep. So they've thought, what should we name her? Ellen, exactly. Lesbo Lizzie? No, that's too obvious. <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> 
Let's go, Ellen. I nearly spat out my juice when I said she was This is Ellen. sounding I had to like, rewind it. very much like a Wild Things sort of... Okay. Like Wild Things 3, mm. Diamonds in the Rough, something like that. It's quite amazing. Oh, is that with Neve Campbell? Yeah. yeah. Nev. <laughs> I like calling her Neve. Neve, I know. It's always the way the Neve, the Nevs, the Darius, the Darius. It's all amazing. Because yeah, you, you've confirmed um, Kate on this podcast pronounced... Uh, Darius. Neighbours alum, Darius. Darius Perkins. And I laughed. Darius Perkins. I thought it was Darius. No, no but it's, it's Darius. Because you've Darius. met him. I've met him. It's Darius. Uh, this is before your time, Hunter, don't worry. Um, Scott Robinson, number one. Oh, really? Before Jason. Oh, he as, missed, if the, as if there was a he time. He missed a ticket, didn't he? No, no, but then Why he came he back to Neighbours. Oh, no, they got rid of him. But then he came back to Neighbours. Like, he was so bad. Two they years got rid of ago. Him to the character. As a... As an associate of Paul Robinson's, even though he was Paul's brother. Really? Oh, that'd it, be it just, embarrassing, wouldn't it? It threw people, I know. To go back 40 years later. <laughs> 30. He's probably been acting. They probably said, go away, learn how to act, you can come back. And he's been down there at the town hall doing drama class ever since. And they finally gave him a Guernsey. <laughs> um, now. Great actor. Ellen was with Victoria and they have a daughter called Josie who went out with Sonia's son, Callum. And Josie's delightful. And we were all really thrilled to Callum's have... Callum's dating? How old's Callum? Oh, now he's in uni. Oh, right. He's away in America. So we were all thrilled because we love Ellen and Victoria and Josie. And we think, great, great rainbow family introduced mm. back to Erinsborough. And it's great that they've been existing on the periphery. So Josie's still been going, maybe still been going to Erinsborough High. She's going to Eden Hills Uni. Like, they've all been living their lives yeah, right. alongside Ramsey Street. So it's great. I love it when they dip in and out and bring in characters that are on the fringe. It populates the world. So yeah, people don't always have to point. date the people that live no, next no, door no. to them. Yeah. No. It's like in on Real Housewives where they've got like the main ones and then there's, there's some desperate bird on the side that's always coming in with a throwing wine, desperate for a reoccurring role. You know what I mean? Like, like they'll, they'll try them out. They'll be like, I'm going to dinner with, you know, Jane. And then they'll go and Jane will just be a, a psychopath because she's so desperate to make an impact. It's like Kathy from Dance Moms that runs the Candy Apple studio. <laughs> exactly. Like an opposing studio. She, I just saw a clip of her during the week of her arriving to a dance competition with a broomstick for yeah. Abby to ride on. <laughs> Such a great yeah, moment. See, in her mind, she's thinking any minute now, Abby's going to literally kill a kid and they're going to need a new dance mom. And here I am. Oh, she's, my she's definitely the spin off series. That's, That's right. a good yeah. thing. Yeah. But the thing is, they've brought Ellen in as a complete nut bar. Like, why, why do the lesbians have to be crazy and violent? And so th- there's this scene where Steph thinks her bike's been. Stolen because the mechanic said it was stolen, and then Ellen's in the behind the scenes telling the mechanic, "Good, yes, keep yeah. lying." Um, a mechanic, and- by the way, who looked Middle Eastern, but whose name was Keith Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good actress, but she's a, she's a lot when she was doing the male- malevolency in the background. Yeah, any villain in the last few years on Neighbours has been quite cartoonish. Yeah, mm. like- is that the scene where she explains to him now? No, what do you do? You can't tell anybody. Yeah. In fact, let's actually, um, let's hear a bit of her. There was an amazing slur, uh, some slander that she was doling out to Steph. And I'll play it for you now. Is this really someone you want in our daughter's life? A psych patient with a criminal record, not even allowed to see her own children. Hey, hey, back off. Which insult of those, that suite of insults do you think did it for her? Was it I, think it was, I think it was the not seeing her own kids. Yeah, like, that was the knife, stick it, the knife in. Flesh was in the corner being like, yep. Correct. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, yep. no, no, that's a bit yep. that you pushed it. Yeah, yeah. come on, yep. back off. <laughs> it was gold. And the tone that she had with the back off, so good. It, the three of them, Ellen, Victoria, Steph, I love all their scenes together. And actually, I usually call her staff. 
The, and suddenly she got in prison. The term was <laughs> the term was coined when uh, Sonia burst into Toadie's operating room, and the doctors were worried he was going to contract staff. Oh. And we went, "Oh, that's a good nickname for Steph." And we've been calling her that ever since. And listen to how Ellen says Steph's name. Whatever Steph says, we just stick to the story. Do you, do you think she subconsciously is listening to this and is now oh. calling her staff? That's true. She's become she's too much of a fan. It's going to start ruining her work. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm waiting. I reckon there's some takes where someone must accidentally call Therese to rage on set. Yes, yes, surely. Because that's an easy one to do. I got staff once. What? Yeah, in the hospital. How? Uh, I had did a broken t- arm. Did Sonia run in? Yeah, <laughs> rubbed her face <laughs> on my staff on my arm. And- <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't golden stuff, though. No, that's, thank- the, that's the bad that's one. The bad that's what one. I thought that's it was. Yeah. It sounds good. Uh, so this is – my problem here is that they've made – so it's police corruption that she's running around planting all these clues for gaslighting. Absolutely. And she's this jealous, scorned lesbian lover. Like, why can't – they're divorced or they're split up. Why can't her ex have a new new girlfriend without it being the end of the world? Their daughter's grown up. She's not going to be affected by this relationship. She's still, still sad about it, though. You still do crazy things when people dump you. I think I'm most disturbed by the promo for next week, which shows Ellen getting behind the wheel and running a red light to go and pursue Steph in the traffic, and it's oh, going to cause the big. Good, it's going to cause the big page hot pregnancies the scare baby right, scare. Right, 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 right. And so I'm like, why? I mean, there's the whole bury your gays trope that gets a lot of controversy, but I don't know. I feel like villainizing the gays is another. Well, issue. I mean, there's you know everyone even the show is psycho though. It's, like, it's very, it's very. <laughs> like good everyone's point. doing crazy stuff. It's a great point. Yep. Yeah, gone are the gone are the good old days where everyone was good friends with each other playing cricket out the front. Yeah, in fact, the last cricket match we had, it was it started the Canning Kennedy feud. So really, this might shock you, but Brad and I have played some cricket this week. We played cricket. <laughs> we played office cricket. We played office cricket this Why week. Why is that? Was it a charity match? Uh, no, no, we just, just were. In between. Underworked and you know had yeah. a ball, had a bat and ball. And I thought, what? Well, hey, let's have a go. Let's do it. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, so fun. We even you know, Wally even joined us. It was great. Yeah, we got a double fault. A double fault. That's that's tennis. We threw it. Okay, it's fine. I'm, I'm I'm impressed. The hunter even got up and had a crack, yeah. let alone tr- attempted the terminology. <laughs> so the feud, the massive feud. Yeah, street cricket isn't ain't what it used to be in that mm-hmm. cul-de-sac. No. Okay. Um. Now. Oh, also, you guys missed on Tuesday. Ellie in bed with Angus has been turned into a meme. Oh, oh excellent! Erinsborough, oh, wow. great. Was it a good, was it a good one? It said free tutoring or something like. Oh. That. <laughs> I thought it was just an Arnold meme with just the fist. You know, that <laughs> so yeah, great, great call, and so that's you know she's gone viral. And now it's hit the headlines, the West Waratah Star. So oh. the, the whole street's talking about. Ellie. In the late edition or early edition? It would hit first thing in the morning. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Willow's pissed at D for phoning the story in. Imagine like, if in, imagine if in real life the local paper ruined your life as much as it does in neighbours. Like, well, people who, are constantly being on the front page of that paper. Without lawsuits. But yeah. that's the thing. I never used to read the Nunawading Gazette. No. But obviously the Waratah Star is like deeply read and the only newspaper that's still doing really well. well yeah, yeah, in, yeah. A, in a dying medium. In a dying medium, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then there's this whole setup of Toady wants to book in a counselling session. He's like, let's go do counselling today. Like you can – it's not like a cafe. You can't just go get a table. Counsellors, psychologists have 
slots that can fill well, up. Well, yeah, but then you see the psychologist and how 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 she worked, and I think maybe she would have had a free couple of free slots. <laughs> she didn't have much to do. That was one of the biggest non-speaking roles I've seen on Neighbours. Like <laughs> exactly. she had to just they had to keep cutting to her where she was like, mm, "Don't speak." Just to do some stern nodding. Um, I mean, it's not they would have to pay her as a featured extra just to even get direction mm. to sit there and be in that scene prominently. If you're a featured extra, you can still get a line. Like, chuck the woman a line. Yeah. She could, or just a, mmm. Like, this is great what we're doing here, yeah. guys. What we've covered here is really important. But or, sorry, time's up. That's a classic line, <laughs> isn't it? And we'll pick this up again next, next week. Next week, yes. So, because there was this, so uh, skipping to Wednesday, there was that montage of Toadie and Sonia airing all their big Oh, yes. Grievances. Which we thought was um, uh, directed beautifully. Yeah, there was some fancy pants directing. You can tell yeah. whenever Scott Major comes in and Declan Ames this week, also two very artistic directors. You had shots of like the Rebecca dining table, which we don't often see. No. Although I did notice to get that great shot, the Rolandrian was rearranged in such a way that the television was in the corner with no chair in front of it. Oh. But they, you know, they don't have time for TV, do no, they? I mean, they've no. got a lot going on. Yeah, they've got the baby, and they've Nell- got the you know, secret wife, the oh, counselling. And Nellie Fish watches the iPad a lot, so you don't need oh, TV. She's streaming it all on template. <laughs> Don't stream what Tim played. You watched the Nespresso ad 15 times in a row. <laughs> it's weird that they play the same ad, isn't it? Yes. I mean, great, obviously. <laughs> great. <laughs> great. Great for that advertiser. Yeah. No, and just Tim play, though, is great. But it is weird that they watch the same ad over and over. Tuesday is also Steph's big meltdown. So she's confiding in Lauren about her psychological issues. Then her taillight gets broken oh. and she fully screams blue yes. murder. And she springs Josie the daughter of Victoria and Ellen, and Paige wants to call the fuzz on this kid, but staff's like, no, this is my lady friend's daughter. Let's not, Yeah, you know. no, we don't want, you know, you know what Steph would call them, the pigs. <laughs> She's been we don't want the yeah. pigs hanging around nah, here. Nah, we don't nah. want the oinkers down you're here, not, You're not lagging with the screws. No, no. Yeah, no, nah, not happening. <laughs> um, and... The, now, the other um, standout moment on Tuesday was when a dull cop's comforting Sonia because they've had this amnio test to check the baby's health and decided weirdly not to tell Toadie. Like, I'm just going to have a major health procedure today. Let's not tell my husband. Well, she just finds it easier to talk to him about the baby stuff. She doesn't want to tell the toad. Because he's the baby daddy. Because remember, so Sonia's being a surrogate for her mate, but also providing the egg yep. as well as the womb. Yep. Which, Which as we said, isn't actually surrogacy. No. That's just having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> just having your friend's Not with baby. your husband. Yeah. yeah. So, Delcop is so passag in this episode. He comes in as like, Sonia's pretty tired today while you were off helping Dee and Willow. And then Toadie is like, hold your horses and let's loose with this spray. Let's listen to his little tanty, which I love. You've been buzzing around her every second of the day. You've been calling her up, having secret meetings. Secret? Toad, it's about the baby. Yeah, okay, she's having your baby, Mark. She's still my wife. We just need some space, that's it. Space? Space, you're never here. You're always running off with Dee and Willow. How dare you bring them into this? Why not? Part of the reason Sonia is so stressed is because you keep putting them ahead of her. You even cancelled your counselling session to be with them. How do you think that makes her feel? You have no idea what you're talking about, mate. At least I'm here for Sonia. You're not. Get out of my house now! That's a TV soap. What if I ever saw one? Get out of my house! Do they do awards? Well, in the 80s, everyone did awards. (laughs) But it's like, oh... In the UK, they have soap awards, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do. Do they neighbours have... get nominated or do they have to be um, British? It does get nominated, like, in the international soap, but it's like, um, 
it always yeah loses out to bold and beautiful something like that. Right, right, Damn right. Yeah. Toadie, he's just doing some amazing work. Is he? Ever since D came back, he and there's some episodes this week where he just did not stop crying for the half really? hour that the show he was must on. Be so thrilled to have something meaty to get yes. into. Yes, mm. and. And it's not like he's been passive the last few years. I mean, he had the jumping castle accident. He lost the feeling in his legs. And um, he... He's uh, stealing uh, plot lines from We Can Be Heroes. He's he's cried more this week than what he did when he was in the Celebrity Big Brother house. Was he in the Celebrity... He was in Celebrity Big Brother in the UK about six, seven years ago. Wow. In the UK? Yeah, he did really well, but, you know... Not well enough. No. Because... I don't remember young Toadie ever having to do this much emotional work. Well, I take your point, but I was thinking when I was watching you say that they sometimes I feel like they've lost the essence of Toadie a bit. Like he's not much of a larrikin, is you he? You can't be a larrikin and a lawyer. You can. Oh, you so can have. Yeah, come on. You look at one. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I could have a little bit more. You know. Well, every now and then play he play a prank. You know. Well, every now and then he gets out the lawman outfit and does a bit of. Dresses up as the wrestler for yes. a good cause. There you go. Now mm. that's vintage Toadie, isn't it? Yeah. What about, um, does mum come around much? Not nearly enough. Yeah. She featured in the summer webisodes. She came in when they found Dee's picture in Colac. And um, in the webisodes, Toadie took a road trip to Colac, which was like us, an outer suburb of Melbourne as Colac. That should have been on the show. I know. And Stoney and Angie were gathering around at Angie's roadhouse. Angie. Does Angie have a roadhouse in Colac? Yes. <laughs> It's inspired. <laughs> yeah. So good. And they it was amazing, like, CGI work too. Like, they painted it? over, um, like, some pub in Montrose or something and turned it into her roadhouse. Really? Oh. Yeah. I want to watch that summer webisode. For a webisode. That is pretty it's amazing. It's great. Because the, the digital team do really amazing stuff. They did the Neighbours versus Zombies Zombies. That series. was brilliant. That was really brilliant. It was, yeah. It was, so, it was that level of production. The Toadie one. If they've got money for webisodes, they're doing all right, aren't they? Yeah, but they can't make a fan card, can they? <laughs> well, all the money they've saved for oh, fan cards. The digital team will get onto it. They'll do e-cards. We'll get an e-card. <laughs> That's a good idea. But we'll get, I reckon the digital team will bust out some fan cards. Remember e-cards? When people, that was, yes. They nearly took over from real birthday cards? Yeah, from Blue Mountain Arts. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you'd open it and be like, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a jingle that wouldn't kick in until <laughs> a minute after watching even it. Now when we have, up, yeah. Even now when we have all the technology, we could make really good ones, but they're just totally over. Like if, someone, <laughs> no. if you're sending an email to someone's birthday, you would type, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> If that, it, I, I my pet peeve is people that write oh, I know exactly H B V P. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, why bother? Wish me the full happy birthday. Okay, I don't wish people birthdays on Facebook. I um I've had to really economise who gets who gets the post. Really? Oh yeah, because actually it was just my birthday recently, and it was my thirtieth. Although you might not know that just from Facebook. But yeah, um, you don't I have did... your birthday public, do I don't you? Know. I don't think you do. Oh, no, I got like a lot of things, but I did notice it was a lot less than a few years ago. But the Facebook's on the slide, isn't it? Yeah. If people are on Instagram, if neighbours is right. any indication. So, don't know where I went there. Where was I? I can't remember. Uh, Toadie. Toadie, in mm. his golden age of acting at the moment. Yeah. Mm. All right, midweek. Now, both of you, sat, we sat down and watched this all together, Wednesday's yep. episode, Sonia and Toadie with their relationship woes. Also, it's International Women's Day this day, and usually Neighbours addresses the national holiday of the time. Really? So they'll go, it's Valentine's Day. Here, Sonia, have a carob heart on the pillow. And That's hard. I would, I would, I'm really bad at lateral thinking. I would find it really hard to date the episodes in advance to line it up. Oh, yeah, I'd have to get someone else There's to someone. That. There's an, yeah. probably an intern that yeah. does it. But they'll do like Melbourne Cup and... You know, St. Patrick's Day is coming up. The water hole will put on a 
bloody spread, yeah. put on yeah. some drinks, yeah. like green cupcakes or something. But I was a little bit offended that Lassiter's didn't do didn't have a, a breakfast for international. They should, have, they should have got rid of all the men and had a women's episode. Oh women's my episode, God. yeah. Women behind the you know behind bar everywhere, the yeah. whole thing serving well, extras. Everywhere. That would have been. The greatest yeah. moment of my Brought life. Brought back the counsellor so she actually have a talking part while she was serving it. Yes. Oh. Oh. Neighbours doesn't really do sort of stunty episodes. No, though, they do. They? they had this episode a while back, which was a UK competition. It was for the um, – it marked the, a, a milestone of a certain amount of years in on British TV. So they had a Spot the Union Jack episode, which Australians didn't know what was going on. But – there were every extra, every prop had a Union Jack on it. You had to count the flags and then you enter for a competition. Oh, That's really? So, so like Tarage had a Union Jack on her clipboard. Um, Aaron down the mines walked down the um, street in his Union Jack boxes. A million of them. What other little fun things have they done? Because the only one I know is when they did uh, Steph and Dennis's Don't It Make It Feel Good, they had someone <laughs> walk in singing that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Well, they put famous people in as extras. Mm. They do that a bit. Seen a lot of that. There was, yeah, they do. There was Count the Kangaroos recently for oh, something else. They had little, they had little Britain characters in it. Once. Oh, you know that little Britain character? I think it was the one where um, David Williams pushes him around in a wheelchair, mm. and then when he's not looking, he does something, and then gets back in the wheelchair. Yeah, was you that? Know, that that classic characters? Well, they were in the diner. Not sorry, not the diner. What am I saying? <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> They're at Lassiter's. Lassiter's. Thank you, Brad. Or the Waterhole. Uh, Daphne's place. Yeah. So it's not. Beyond them to have a little International Women's Day breakfast at Lasseter's or an all female yeah. storyline episode. That's Didn't touch genius. It. Didn't it touch genius. it. No one was well, wearing you know, purple. Like, um, in EastEnders, they had that episode a few years ago where it was just that one character, the old bird. Just her? Monolo- yeah. Monologue. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, the old bird. Um, the old bird. God, there's British people. Oh, they, they also Dot Cotton. Dot Cotton. Dot Cotton. Another yeah, okay. one of the episodes was Sheila's Address to the Nation for Christmas. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they, you know they can do a gimmick if they try. So uh, that was my bugbear. Then we find out counselling's interrupted by a phone call from the doctor to say that the amnio test results are fine. Bubs and, is fine. And how good is Toadie to say, no, no, listen, I don't care what you're doing, you know, with this other guy. You go off and find out about that. We'll stop the counselling, even though I'm paying yeah. three hundred dollars yeah. an hour That's for right. it for this mute woman to sit in front of us. <laughs> Sometimes that is counselling. I went to my GP this week because I had a bit of a flat mental health day and I just sat there for 20 minutes and cried at her and then she just <laughs> adjusted, Charged you $400. adjusted my meds and away we went. <laughs> no, it was so cathartic. Was that bulk billed? Did you have to pay for that? I, I got some back. It no, wasn't bulk billed, but I got a bit back. But it was so cathartic and, yeah, it was so great. I was like, I really needed that cry. I'm on a medical trial at the moment, so I have to go in <laughs> once every three months and get new medication and have to pay for that appointment. But that only takes like two minutes. They just sign off, make sure you're not sick and you get the pills but because i have to pay the money i've started manufacturing things to talk about because i'm like oh, it cost me 40 dollars i'm like gonna think of something so i'll be like the other day he was like hey, how are you going i'm like i do i don't know, i do have a sore foot but i would never tell the doctor about it normally i'm like i've got a very sore foot next thing i know is give me a foot massage I was like, this is all right it's a great deal yeah. oh, i always go into the doctor with a laundry list yeah. like unfurls yeah. and i have to go now what shall we discuss yeah and on mental health care i have a bee in my bonnet about carl kennedy who toadie's Almost breaking down in front of Carl in the middle of the week. He's not coping with this D Sonia situation. And Carl is like, you better tread very carefully about what your next move is. I'm like, Carl, you're a doctor. This guy is falling apart in front of you. Tell him to see another doctor. Go back to the counsellor one-on-one. Talk about a mental health plan. Talk about some medication because this is an extremely high-stress situation. Yeah, and Toadie knows he has to think 
that's not that's not news to Toby that no. he needs to think carefully about his next decision. No, no. So pull your socks up, Carl. Yeah, what a prick. My, meanwhile, dull cops building furniture on his front driveway. Yeah, oh. yeah, and and putting little children's decals on it, like. Which, Brad, do you think that's weird? I thought that was cute. He's nesting. He's nesting, but on like... the front driveway. It's like a beautiful so seahorse. No. There's a no. pineapple. Was it? <laughs> one, of the, one of them was a pineapple. gender neutral. A couple of weeks ago, he was bemoaning the fact that you can't just have pink for girls and blue for boys. So maybe he's turned a corner and he's found some neutral fruit to put on the wardrobe. No, very fruity, yeah. yeah Although yeah. if a pineapple was anything, it'd be a woman, wouldn't it? Or a gay man, a pineapple. <laughs> pineapple, Well, yeah. he's, um, his gay brother is often wearing a shirt with pineapples on it. So. Really? Oh, that's where he got them from then. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I think, I'm a little worried for the future of both the babies in the pregnancy storylines on Neighbours at the moment because Paige had a baby shower at 18 weeks, which to me... Sends alarm bells that maybe there won't be a baby in the third trimester. Oh, really? They're having the baby shower so early. Right, because they didn't want to give up the chance to have that scene. Yeah. But they had to get it out. However, him building nurse... That is weird. I would not attend a a baby shower that early. It's attention-seeking. Yeah. And lawn furniture, the baby nursery furniture assembly, which is happening again at like three or four months is sending alarm bells to me too. I'm worried about the futures of both of these children. Oh, well, why don't we put some money on it? Which <laughs> which baby will die? <laughs> <laughs> put some money in the kitty. Yeah, tweet in. <laughs> tweet in. You can you'll you, buy or keep a little table. I'll do a Twitter poll. Yeah, that's right. And then if there's an episode where it all, you know, we can all She's the winner. And we can cash in and then yeah. a sad day becomes a happy day that's for right. them. They always say you got to find the silver lining and in this case Surely their baby has to survive because it would be such a complicated storyline. Oh, and but, but the if, Sonya baby. Yeah, but then if Dee's gone, they will go back to normal. Go back to normal. My, but I was holding on to hope that it would turn out to be Toadie's real baby by accident. Bit, oh. of, bit of Toad got in there. Oh, okay, well, that <laughs> is that stinks of Toadie should accidentally get his jizz where it shouldn't be, doesn't <laughs> it? So all this heaps of emotional stuff going on. Um, Dee tells Toadie to watch out for Sonia and Mark, spending all this time together. Sonia's like, what the hell's Dee's beef? Why is she going to you with this stuff? Like, she can talk to me if she's got a problem. And poor Toadie. Everyone's emotional. In the middle of all of this, Gazcan and Tarage have hooked back up and in a relationship that I think is all kinds of wrong and she could do better. They Why go- do you think she could do better? Because oh, she's just You just a- love her. Though. I just love her. She's a classy businesswoman. She gets about in a fancy blazer and he's been in prison and does a lot of dodgy criminal activity and he's just rough as guts and I think she deserves someone more polished. You convinced me. But, you know, she wants a a wild child. She wants, you know, the rough guy and that's what he is. And I guess maybe if she's had this traditional Greek upbringing, maybe this is her rebelling against, not that we ever get to hear about her family. Family, but yeah. Okay. A little (laughs) ethnic rage coming through there, though. (laughs) So they parade. They've decided to go public with their relationship. Yes, and he so he's planned a dinner with Zankan and Colinan, and they've put on a big spread and gotten out the good cutlery, mm. which they got out for Gary's parole dinner. Oh, Let's that, get the, good, the one we use for the parole dinner, parole Ned. Dinner, that's it. <laughs> that's it, darling. We had a, a Twitter question. I think that you know Colinan and that they're pretty much like the ant and deck, aren't they, of Ramsey Street? They play off each other pretty Nan well. Nan and granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great double act. I haven't seen that often, that no, cross-generational double they've act. They've really crafted that mm. over the last year or so. They've really got that down, nailed it. And Colette Mann would love that because that's that sort of stuff she used to do in prisoner really well. Mm. Okay. Hayley on Twitter, 
What do you think the Canning's posh parole crockery looks like? Oh, it would have a crown in the middle with gold edging and it would maybe have like a press, like the prisoner cell block H press over it as well. I think it would be like Australiana-esque. Like a bit wattle. of wattle. Like, mm. oh, you've got what I'm picturing. Is it like a white handle, paint you with some wattle or a, a, maybe a kangaroo, you know, someone throws a boomerang my way, that sort of thing. <laughs> How did you pronounce boomerang? Boomerang. <laughs> Oh, you're one of these Maduris, aren't you? Not Maduri. Maduri. Oh, Maduri's the worst. Maduri. It's Maduri. It's the Japanese word for green. That's Maduri. How do you say green in Japanese? Well, I'm assuming that you know, but I don't... Maduri! Zancam <laughs> oh. would know. She's learning Japanese on YouTube. Is she? On oh. YouTube? <laughs> well, I, I, she said online. Every now and then she busts into a Japanese phrase. Oh, excellent. That's <laughs> great. Just drops in and out of yeah. Japanese. She did it in one of these episodes. She said... He said, I'm bringing my girlfriend to dinner. And he, she said in Japanese, what's her name? Really? That's obnoxious, isn't it? If someone did that in your real life, you would be like, shut up. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Although we were talking this week about how you're going back to the Greek village and um, mm. how good your Greek is. And I've never heard you. You never drop in and out of Greek. You don't even swear in Greek. It's because it's not, not very good anymore. I never, I wasn't one of those kids that got excited by the swears. No, nor was I. I do giggle a lot. Um, there's certain words like Charlton Heston's name always makes me laugh because Heston means like shit him. Oh, right. <laughs> so there's things like that that always make me giggle. And, um, and your dad is the Greek side, isn't it? Both my parents are Greek. But is your mum Greek too? Yeah. I didn't know She that. was born here though. Yeah, right. So, but her but parents are Greek. Yeah. Are you going to visit Rebecca Mogalogli's family she never talks oh, about? If they'll, have, if they'll have yeah, me. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's not as good. In fact, I've had to study up on YouTube and stuff. I'm trying to dial up some podcasts. So if you and... went and saw your dad today, you would speak English to him? He speaks to me in Greek and I answer in English. Right. Ooh, defiant. Because <laughs> I'm not that confident. But, but my... didn't you have to go to Greek school I and did. stuff on a Saturday morning? I did. But my written Greek, because we didn't speak it much because my parents split and my mum remarried an English guy, we didn't speak much Greek at home. Mm. So my written Greek was better. My best friend's married to a, to a Greek Greek wife and so their children are learning Greek first wow. and then when they're three or four they start learning English yeah, they think, yeah into that way that's, and that's, so, that happened to me yeah. so he was speaking to me like you know I would understand Greek and I'm like yeah. well it's cute when those little kids don't know which language they're speaking though it's and really in and cute. out of oh. two languages very cute <laughs> and so if I'd say something in Greek I'd learn something he'd be like all of a sudden Bread's Greek, and I'm yeah. like, uh, no. Okay. Kate, our co-host, um, her husband speaks Cantonese to their daughter. Sometimes her little daughter will, say, her two-year-old will say something in Cantonese to Kate. Kate's like, mate, don't speak to me. Like, <laughs> don't talk to me. I'm like, I know what the hell you're saying. <laughs> okay. There's also a great moment where Xanthi defends Steph's bisexuality to Colette Nan because they're having a little gossip about all the goings on on the street. And Colette Ann's like, oh, Steph's chosen women now. She's like, no, she's bisexual. This is this. That's not how it works. She, she doesn't just eventually decide, you know. So it was great. It was a great moment of education, and it leads up to this moment where I, th- I think it was my highlight of the whole week, where Gaz Cannon to Rage do this strut down the cul-de-sac. Slow motion strut it was yeah. amazing. Display like a couple their, of peacocks. Yeah, to display their relationship. She's in heels. It was tricky. Yeah, she's she got was the, the peacock. Really. He, he's yeah. definitely the pea hen. <laughs> and here's this is I tracked down the song that they're walking down to. So here it is. I expect that to go number one on iTunes next week. <laughs> it's a bit of an odd choice, really. 
Oh, no, I think it's hilarious. Here's one for the ladies. It's like, you know, this this is my man. He's amazing. And oh, yeah. she's quite proud of it as well. And so shit's more come from her. And they had, when they were just doing it, they had this little storyline where um, he was known for this sexual manoeuvre called the Limber Ladybird. What? Yeah. What do you think it was? Something he went in prison, probably. <laughs> I'm going to look what that up on Urban, Urban Dictionary. That, that very idea has been posed on this podcast The Ladybird. The Ladybird. Bra- Brad's looking it up. The Limber The Limber Ladybird. Well, ladybirds are red with black spots and they kind of open their shell and so, so it's like <laughs> The limber ladybird, here we go. It can't be real. There's no way it's real. No, it can't be real. Oh, it's up on... Um, Imagine if it was real and they were like, oh, it just means double peno. <laughs> they were just low-key talking about double peno and neighbours. Could Brooke be Gary's new limber <laughs> ladybird? I can't know. Yeah, see, it's all neighbours related it's articles. It's made up, yeah. It's all made up, I think. In fact, one of our podcast episodes is titled The Limber Ladybird. So yeah, probably that's, link- what, that's what came up first. Yeah, they're great. Episode 50. Hey, great, they have an ESO great work. SEO. <laughs> SEO, that's it. CJO. CJ will be wrapped with that. Got any questions for Colette Mann? Yeah, got any things like that? Well, I want to know what the limber ladybird is. Yes. His mum's not going to know. That's perverse. Comes, you know, falls down. You learn from your parents. You do, you do. Um, so that was the whole... Maybe not sex, Brad, actually. No, no. <laughs> Maybe that... more music choice. And then there's that great line from Colette Nam where she says, now I've put clean sheets on the bed if you want to stay over. I know, that's cute, isn't it? As opposed to walking 30 metres home to where we could have sex without <laughs> no, your mum being there. Strutting 30 metres home with the music in the background. In her luscious double-storey empty house because all her kids have flown the well, nest that's or, that's or died. 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 Housing yeah. prices in Melbourne, they say there's too many people living in empty big houses. Mm. Empty nesters, so thanks for nothing. Now, Brad, you were just making a point about the music on the show, and you're wearing actually. What are you wearing? A, a Jason Donovan uh, shirt. Ten good reasons. Ten good reasons. Uh, ten good reasons to a t-shirt from last year. I was going to say it looks suspiciously new. So it what was do you mean last year. Uh, what was he doing? Well, Jason decided that to celebrate. Um, Brad goes to London constantly for all sorts of shit. He could probably give you a calendar list of when you when you're over there, who you could see. It'd be like um, <laughs> S Club Three. You'll be playing a show. Oh, okay. So he's turned around. What? Oh, it's like a lot of shows. 20, 2016. What am I looking at? It's, it's either 10 Good Reasons, 15 years or... Turn around again. Get up, get up, get up. Sorry. Uh, 10 Good Reasons. Oh, no, UK it's just tour. got the dates and okay. the venue. So it's 10 so Good Reasons, an old album. Sorry. Yeah, you fact-checked. Yeah, so I, it was celebrating Jason releasing 10 Good Reasons, his debut album, and he went around the, you know, the UK touring the album. I think it was something like 34 sold-out shows. It was pretty amazing. And I bought tickets for it saying, I'm just going to fly over for a weekend and go see it. Told you. And You're living the dream, mate. Well, then then I kind of got close to it and went, oh, God, I'm flying in for less than that amount of time. So I actually, wow. yeah. And I had like, I think it was second row tickets or something. So I actually just offered them up to anyone who would go. and But they had to buy me a T-shirt. Oh. And stuff. But then I was really annoyed because that show that I had tickets for, Gary Barlow from Take That came out. Um, and then there was rumours Kylie was going to be there as Stop. well but instead they said they were bringing out a blonde former co-star and they uh. bought out a dog so they bought out bouncer for it so it was a, bit, uh. a little and bit that's weird that's not even the real bouncer it's just no. our dog no it's bouncer yeah, that's Mark very not, disappointing nine. that's maybe maybe they thought they were gonna have kylie but um but yeah no but i did go over and see jason recently and see him in a show it's i was just gonna say it's like me teasing the special guest next week if it's if it's not him oh, it turns out to be a dog <laughs> i'm like, <laughs> a real god <laughs> yeah <laughs> And uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of him, so that's a big clue. It's dog. <laughs> bossy. Um, so you saw him, because my other question was going to be, Brad, have you ever seen a character do a pantomime? Um, no, I haven't seen pantomime, but I've seen Jason do quite a few shows. So I've seen Jason do um, Camelot. 
Uh, I saw him do Camelot. I saw him do Night Must Fall, where he did a um, a serious acting role. Is he um, your favourite? Is he your favourite neighbour? Jason's one of the nicest guys in the entire world. He is such a good Aww. guy. Um, so is he number one? Yeah, he's Rob- not. He's not nice enough to come back in as Scott Robinson, is he? Though. Well, you know, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of work on. You know, <laughs> he's doing Million Dollar Quartet at the moment. He did Rocky Horror. Saw him in that. He, I bet a lot of our neighbours listeners have been to some of the shows you've seen. Oh, would have because there are a lot of them are London based. Yeah, so the tweet, most, surprise, tweet us. most surprising thing about you is that you haven't seen them in a panto though. That's weird. No, so you couldn't. But I guess if you can go see them in a proper play, why would you pick a panto? That's true. That's true. Yeah, no. Why would you see Cinderella when you can see Camelot? <laughs> well, it looks like I'm heading over there again in November, late November, early December. So you never know; they might be. Doing one then, and I can go. It's panto season. I can go do it. Perfect. I'll expect a full report. Now, the end of end of Wednesday. There's this amazing. Oh, I should actually name check back that song that this the Strut song is called "Burning Up Hot Fire" by the Winnie Coopers. Cute band name. Oh, the Winnie cute. Coopers. Yeah. Well done, Winnie Coopers. Oh. So imagine the shock when they got a call saying we're going to use it. We're well, going to use your song. I, oh, looked up, I looked up their Twitter and I have, they haven't tweeted since 2016. So oh. really, their, their presence yeah. isn't have you heard of Del- Have you heard of Delta? Have you heard of Kylie? Have you heard of Natalie Imbruglia? Because you'll be the next there, Mini Coopers. Winnie, what is that? Well, Winnie, Winnie Coopers. Winnie. Well, that's Winnie Coopers is from um, uh, Wonder the Wonder Years. Yeah. So, you know, oh. I'm sure Fred Savage is trying to find some legal yeah. thing there. To- <laughs> yeah. So that's probably, that's probably why they're laying low on social media. That's right. That's right. They're avoiding Kevin Arnold. Well, and well, where are they from? Are they from the States? They're Aussie. They're Aussie. They're from the Gold Coast. Are they? Yeah. Next in decent well, Good obsession. for you, the Winnie Bakers. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this episode, though, Toadie goes around to school, D, like, stay out of my marriage, like, check yourself. And D has this outburst. You have got to get these feelings under control. I can't, Please. Toadie. I can't get them under control because I love you. It's very good. It was very good, wasn't it? It was full. Like, if I ever... This is... Beautiful people can get away with stuff that the rest of us mortals can't. If I... Like being on telly. (laughs) If I said to a gentleman caller, it's because I love you, in that way she screamed at him, I'd be shown the door (laughs) and I would not be... No texts would be returned. I think that's true. I don't believe that's true. I think I'd take advantage of you first and then then show you the door. Yes, Chris. And the fact that I know your gentleman caller really worries me that you do that. He's the one I've kept around. He responds to To my shrill declarations of love. (laughs) (laughs) He responds to my texts. No, I'm talking about the the ones I've, you know, let go over. The ones that got away. Let let go. The ones that ran screaming when I would yell yell my declaration. You actually let a little bit of crazy out of the can. My friend always says you can't, when you meet a man, you can't, um, you've got to keep crazy in a can for two years, she reckons. <laughs> for two years, she used to pretend that she listened to Triple J. That was her thing. Because he thought she was cool. So every time he'd be, oh, in the car, and she'd be like, change the station, change the station. Or she'd like get his car and she'd change the, change the station before she turned the motor on. So when you put it back on, and after oh. two years, she was like, fuck that, I don't care for any of that music. Yeah, I'm daily crazy now. Are you? Poor, yeah, that's poor right. bastard yeah. comes home and I like, right. Smash the can. <laughs> yeah, I think I relate much more to Steph's brand of crazy. Really. But anyway, he picks it up on Thursday after the I Love You bombshell and she says, I can't fight it. And Toadie's like, well, I can't deal with this, so you've got to get this under control. And that's the thing. If this was really D, how monumental would this be? Yes. A possible that's right. genuine reunion. reunion. Yeah. Mm. But this is just some stranger, some other lady apparently. Who do you like better? Would you rather have D or Sonia in the show? Well. Because uh, you quite like Sonia. 
And Sonia has come along way because last time, I mean, many times I've been on Neighbours, I've ragged on Sonia because I found that she was a very boring lady mirrors. But um, she does seem, she seemed to improve. Yeah, she did, she's been doing some good stuff. I have a soft spot for her because I enjoy her portrayal of Sonia. But you were very excited when Dee was coming back. I, I remember lost, I saw you. you lost were, my shit. Yeah, exactly. So I think you would go further for Dee. I dropped in to visit you guys at your work. Yeah. And I had a congregation of mm. your workmates. Yeah. And I was regaling them with tales of oh, D. That's right, the D's coming back. <laughs> well, you must have got a lot of texts around that time, did you? Oh, it was. And people were linking me to articles that I'd already read. I of hate course, that. They're like, yeah. hey, hey, have you seen this? Oh, that's the worst thing I've Of course, I've fucking seen it. Yeah, I fucking, fucking wrote it. <laughs> read a bit further down. And so I was overjoyed. I've always enjoyed Madeline West's performance. Um, I was excited for the nostalgia factor. But now I feel like, why bring in. A beloved character, I get and that, waste it if yeah yeah exactly because it's not just the fact that she's evil because people can be evil whatever, but the fact that she's a different person. It's not we were promised D and that's not D. Yeah, that's I'm writing a letter to the A Triple C right now. <laughs> False advertising. Like, False advertising. They, that's it. They should have just the press release is saying Madeline West's coming back as a character. Yeah, would not, still have piqued our interest. Oh, exactly. No, it, it, you can change. Yeah, you can it's, put the, bring as we proven we can bring actors back yeah. in and play different roles because you're not going to remember them. No, the Kerry Mangle or Kerry Bishop or whatever yep. was brought back as a doppelganger. Yep. It's yep. magical realism again. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I can see you talking around my point and avoiding the question. Which was, oh, who do I prefer? She wants Dee. Sonia or Dee. Who well, are we keeping? I want both. I think there's a you place. You have in both, our... mate. No, this I, is Erin's bro. It's I, cutthroat. Yeah, exactly. I think your listeners are going to say who they think you want. Well, because we've got merchandise available on our Redbubble shop uh, slash neighbours pod, redbubble.com slash neighbours pod, team D or D, team Sonia. You can, really? You can declare. Well, who's winning there? Yeah, what um, are the sales? We've sold a couple. We've sold a T-shirt each. To the same guy who then bought the assassination book? <laughs> we've got the, the, the T-shirts are split, team D, team Sonia. There's a mug that's Team Sonia that's gone to the UK somewhere. Yeah, Sonia would Sonia would be because you know Lady Maris is always going to be drinking her, her you know cup her tea. cup of tea. She's vego, so she's always she's a greenie, so she's probably got chamomile green yeah. tea or something. Yeah. Okay. I well, it's hard because you know that Madeline's only there for a short term. Yeah. No, but you're getting caught too much in the real facts okay, of the life. Right. Just who do you want? Well, I. Th- Which one of your kids do you love the most? I think if I had to choose, I'd keep Sonia there because of the stability and storyline. Stability, long term. She's the mayor. Yeah. She's breeding, so there's kids that are going to come up like yeah, Nelly. Unlawfully. Yeah. Wait like, till wait till the you know the newspaper gets hold of that. I think there's a lot to be said for the Carls and Susans that uh, join the, and Toadie that joined the show 20 years ago and stay on the show this whole time. Mm. I like building up that long term. Legacy. Here yeah, yeah, definitely. Legacy. Whereas I also think there's a place for people coming back as themselves, doing a guest in. See, I love that. Popping off again. Nothing excites me more, and we will talk about this, but nothing excites me more when Jeff Payne comes back as Clive yeah. Gibbons. So, all right, let's talk about that now. So, Thursday, Toadie's having a big meltdown uh, crisis. He's, he's off on the Terps at the pub, drowning his sorrows about his two wives that love him. Meanwhile, who's come back, Brad? Clive Gibbons. Dr. Clive Gibbons, who was originally not a doctor. Clive Gibbons, played by Jeff Payne, was a gorilla gram who then became a gardener with um, Henry, uh, Craig McLaughlin. I'm speaking of language. Hunter Space. Yet no one even knew that he was a doctor until Kylie Flinker, Lucy Robinson, number one, 
got bitten by a bee and then Clive Gibbons came out while he's doing the garden. I don't know. I think he was doing the garden at the Ramsey's house. So why would you do that when Shane's already living there? And and sorry, and, and he's a gorilla. <laughs> he was a gorilla gram, but he, he then like went a, into... Like a singing yeah, telegram. Like a singing telegram. Right. But then he like, Lucy Robbins gets bitten by a bee, goes there, tracheotomy, bang, saves her life. Then all of a sudden they know he's a doctor. Cuts her throat out. They love a tracheotomy on neighbours. It was amazing. And... You know, Jeff Payne's an amazing actor. He, Susan did one with a biro a couple of years back she, on Lou oh. with Carl over the phone dictating the it's, procedure. Okay, oh. okay, okay, okay. So I love so a recap for the idiots. So are you saying that somebody was on the show this week that had already been Who on the show was on, 30 years ago? Yeah, 30 years ago, you know, during the, I, I call them the glory times. Did he play the same character? Yeah. He'd say Dr. Clive Gibbons. And actually he was name checked on a previous episode of Neighbours when we had Cal Wilson on and she said that Jeff Payne, yeah. Clive Gibbons... Um, accidentally wound up on her first date with her now husband because they, oh, really? they all went to see a, a band together. Okay, because he was massive in theatre sports back then. Yeah. So I used to go to theatre sports and see, I'm going, oh my God, what is Jeff Payne doing on this? Oh, I didn't know you were into sports, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best kind. The best time. There's theatre. There's. Yeah. I write that on forms when they ask you what sports you write. I write theatre. <laughs> you are so cute. Um, so he's back because of reasons that I didn't really understand. He's come to open up a spinal wing. The spinal wing, yes. Yeah. A spinal wing. Well, so he's gone back to being a doctor. Spinal treatment facility. After he realised that, you know, cutting... So, hang on, hang on. Did, were they like, oh, you're back after 30 years? Or yeah. was it just like a random doctor and only you guys know? Well, they this? come through, but Paul Robinson loves him. And I remember he wasn't really got many fr- that much... Fr- he wasn't very friendly with Paul Robinson. He starts asking about characters. The Tanaka's... Like, Tanaka one, David, brings him in. He's, like, talking to him because he works at the hospital. Hmm. And then he starts asking about who's still around from the old crew. And he like, oh, Paul Robinson, he's doing stuff. Did you meet the Kennedys? And he was like, no, oh. I don't know them. <laughs> but I did get very excited because they name check so many people. They ask what's, you know, like, oh, Scott and Charlene, they're doing wonderful up there, up in Queensland still. They talk about, oh, how's Lucy Robinson? Oh, she's got a baby of her own. I'm just like losing my yeah. shit. Lucy had a gaby. She had oh. um, Chris Christos. He... Um, was her donor, and they live in New York together, raising yeah, this really? baby. Yeah. Oh, the older it was, bird. It yeah. was incredible. I'm just waiting to bring up Plain Jane Superbrain. I'm just like, then I will completely lose it. <laughs> so that was a really lovely touch of nostalgia. He mentions in the 80s he had a practice in the Lassiter's complex. Yes. So he, he has to talk to Paul because there's no one else that would remember him. And he he expresses his sympathies to Paul about the demise of his marriage to Gail. Yes, they <laughs> mentioned that as well. He goes, yeah, she was a great woman. Yeah, she got out early. Yeah, she and, was smart. And no one mentions the fact that she was five wives ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so the character's just like, hey, how's Gail? Yeah, but he doesn't know. Come on. It's like, you know, once you leave Erinsboro, like Clive Gibbons doesn't care about Paul Robinson. Well, they could be doing one of those a week. I think that's – we should be definitely doing something like that. Mm, and I think, yeah. you know, bring back – Dasha oh. Blahova, who played Maria Ramsey. Mar- who's Maria Ramsey? Max Ramsey's wife before she left him. Oh. This is this is just the, the neighbours. Okay, produce, so we all get oh. to bring back one person. So you bring back Maria Ramsey. No, who I wouldn't would bring. You? I wouldn't bring. Oh, no, sorry, no, sorry, no, sorry. Start sorry. with Maria no, Ramsey. No, definitely not Maria Ramsey. That's not you. Who would you bring back? Um, I really liked, you know, uh, the Brooke Satchwell era. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah. Bring, no, I wouldn't bring back Brooke, but oh. maybe Lance. You don't oh. bring back Lance. He's not coming back. Oh, um, Amy? Yeah, Amy over Amy, Amy Greenwood, she's just into Stapleton and she's just still a working actor. She'd do it. You used to see, you would see just she, she would see her around a bit, but you don't Jacinta so much did the uh, Mercedes, the, sorry, the Chappelle Corby movie. She was like. Ah, uh, Mercedes. She was Mercedes. She was Mercedes. <laughs> oh, where's my camera? <laughs> 
It wasn't even a lawyer. So I think instead of because they love a recasting, mm. like Kip Gamblin as Brad Drab is a mm. different. Like they they bang up for it. Kate Kendall as Lauren Carpenter. Well, you hate this stuff. You, I hate it. You hate it. See, I it I takes don't... me out of the world. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't do it. Ellie Con- Conway is a recasting. See, I can get away with a character coming back. I don't care if it's the same actress. Like if we can have three Lucy Robinsons in five okay. years. And I think, well, each one's an upgrade. So you go Kylie <laughs> Flinker, Sasha Close. Then you go Lucy. Uh, then you go Melissa Bell. I'm like, whoa, we've hit the pre- and peak. peak Lu- Lu- I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't on, know. on that, Kylie Flinker, what a terrible stage name. Kylie <laughs> Flinker, yeah. Well, that's probably why she lasts a little bit. Sorry, I've made my decision. Yes. I would like to bring back Lou's wife, Cheryl. Yeah. <laughs> She I died. Really oh, she could come. <laughs> yeah, if bring you, her back. Yeah, bring her back. She could be. Um, she was a real sassy broad. There back were two then. Cheryls too. Yeah, call it uh, man. Mm. When Cheryl went on hiatus for whatever reason, I don't know if it was health reasons or whatever. Call it man played Lou's wife. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's completely shocked me. Yeah. What for years? For like a year. I'd bring back six I'd, months. Yeah, I'd bring back Ali Fowler as Paul Robinson's <gasps> fiance. She came back. Zoe. She came back, but not as Zoe. The, fan, oh, the fandom were ropeable. No, bring her back as Zoe yeah, she, because that was you know, she came she back. Shot, oh. She came back as his as his ex, uh, Amy Williams's mother. Mm. So, and she was who she called Nene, and she went off to the crazy farm as well. Oh. Like she went off her meds. And so, went, why do they recast people? Because this isn't well, nice. They, but it's not like that. It's not like the acting required is of such a level that they can only find one person. No, capable. but I think it gets to a stage where they think people who watch the older neighbors, like myself don't really watch it as much now. Hmm. And that's, well, no, no, I get that. Yeah. But also, just get someone new. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I think unless it's the, – they'll never get Scott and Charlene back again. They'll hmm. never get Charlene back again. Do they do it for again. a piss take? Do you reckon they could do it for that? Oh, this will be funny. But I think I think if you're going to recast anyone, recast Charlene Robinson because you're never going to get Kylie. So why don't just get a curly-haired blonde well, Kylie lady? Kylie might soften in old age and come back in 20 See, years I believe years. Jason will come back. Yeah, so I would open I, that door. I, I I'd really keep think, that door. I think open. Jason would come back. I feel even like, if it's like just Jason's been just weeks. running away from neighbors from the moment he left, though, mm-hmm. don't you think? Like, he's, he, he's got that, you know, desperate to be taken more seriously but, because they were famous on neighbors originally. But Stefan did that for 11 years but and I think he came back. Yeah, I think, I think Jason's turned around. Yeah. I really, I really do. So, yeah, but I think I'm okay with it if, if they 100% know they're never going to get that actor back. Or they, but I'm happy to have Therese as a brand new character or someone who's married into the family. Mm. Yeah. And carried on the name. It doesn't have to be the exact person. No, I'm, I'm loving that they're bringing old characters back. And it actually builds my excitement. Yeah. And I think that the general public yeah. would love it. So, you know, go back from the old days. Do that renaissance. It's beautiful. And I actually don't mind with Ellie Conway. It was such a minor character who had such a small stint. Yeah. I don't care that they recast her. Yeah. But now a theory with him that Kate... My co-host is would be livid if I didn't mention it. Her theory is that he is the real father of the Tanaka twins, the Japanese twins, because there's this whole – we're going up the down the rabbit warren with all these theories of who their father is and it's, you know, Japanese businessmen and whatnot. And, and what has Clive been doing probably, like for all these years? Probably still theatre sports. Oh, the actual oh, – uh, yes, or the character. Yes. Doctoring. Doctoring. <laughs> but Kate thinks that because the twins are Eurasian that their dad is white. And so she thinks that Clive's come in as their dad. Clever. I like it. So. Remember that film, Japanese Story? I never saw it. It looked too hectic for oh, me. Yeah, it, was, it was sad. <laughs> Kate Blanchett, was it? No, Tony Gallet. Ah. Poor man's Kate Blanchett. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> My mate Brad did a literal spit take in the <laughs> space. All right. We'll wrap, we'll wrap it up. 
Um, it leads to this moment at the end of the week where Mayor Sonia gives this speech outside the Aaron's Hospital, not even in the new spinal injury wing, outside on the front step, talking about her emotional journey with Up the steps. sensitive. <laughs> the spinal wing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ramp. And she talks about how they thought Toadie would never walk again and then he did and she's blubbering and Toadie's blubbering and they make up because um, he stays out all night. His phone goes mm. dead. He doesn't call home. She thinks the worst that he's slept with D. Really, he just oh, slept. No, the worst is that he's dead. <laughs> the worst. She thinks the worst. The worst is that he slept in his car, actually. And um, they make up and they go away for the night, which is lovely. Because the next day, the end of the week, Mark Dullcop comes around to see Sonia. And Staff's like, well, no, you've got to leave because they're not here. And they don't want to talk to you. They're having some alone time. He goes, but I've got to ask about the baby. She goes, too bad. Yeah, not today, buddy. Not, not today. today. Not okay. today, Satan. Not today. And we round it all off with Lauren and Brad have announced that they're going to go move to the Gold Coast to be with baby Matilda, their granddaughter. They're going into the neighbour's retirement village yeah. on the Gold Coast. Um, which fills me with joy in the drab situation because he, I don't have time for him. It devastates me because I love Lauren. Are they really going? Well, Kip Gamblin has got a part in the Bodyguard musical with Paulini. Mm, I saw that in London. I love Paulini. I've always loved do you it. Wanna, do you yeah. want to go and see it with me? Absolutely not. Let's get no. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. I, can I say it's really good fun? Isn't it? you, it's the lowest common denominator theatre because it's completely taken straight off the movie. The movie completely. It done. sounds long. But I, haven't it was even, very, I haven't even seen the movie. It's very melodramatic. So it's Weird. it's kind of like the the guy who's a stalker is incredible into the point of where when he walks out at the end, everyone's going boo like that when they're doing <laughs> oh, that. And I'm like there banter. clapping my hands like Nicole Kidman style because it's just incredibly hot. <laughs> with the huge rings. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. But I'll, 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 I'll go with it to you. But okay, I, I don't know if Pauline's going to have the chops. Uh, you take that back about Miss Never Rarity Brulee, please. <laughs> She's a beautiful singer. Um, and I'm excited to see Kip Gamblin shine in a role that is not drab. And the rest of Friday is them just going around telling other members of the street that they're going to leave. And um, except, and, and he wants to invite Piper. Drab wants to invite Piper, his teenage daughter, who's living in a backpackers hostel with her adult boyfriend. And she, uh, I just want to point out at this point, she's got her hair down and she's sporting the long bob, the lob. Uh, we've only ever seen her in, for the last few months, pixie buns and pigtail braids. And there's also been, during Neighbours, a lot of ads for knit head lice treatment. And my really? theory is Connected. that maybe Piper had knits. That's right. A and, bit of subtle product placement. And now she's finally kicked it and her hair's down. And that Channel 10 group have done so well. Because she used the shampoo. Know. Yeah. So she's good to go. So, now, there's some boring stuff with the Tanakas being offered hush money to keep... Imagine backpacking in, in Erinsborough, like travelling across the world. I know. All of a sudden going, oh, yeah, where, where are you staying? Erinsborough. I know someone who's at a backpackers at the moment and she went to go to the shower and they couldn't find the taps, but then she found the tap on a hose. So she <clears> did showered her whole face, her body, everything. And then when she went back to her room, she found real showers. She was like, that's weird. I just had a shower with the weird rope. So then she went back to where she was and there was a note on the front of the door that says, don't use toilet paper, please use the toilet hose. And so she had, <laughs> the, whole, <laughs> she had the whole shower with the toilet hose. You know, the Asian toilet hose. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Well, yeah, the hounds of Mordor are coming. Can you hear that? <laughs> the, I've got some dogs that moved in downstairs. and the still dog, way to talk about your neighbours. The dog choir That's pipes not up. really acceptable. Is it annoying you or is it okay? I, I find it cute. They Do sing you? to each other. Oh. Well, that's a very lucky, they're very lucky to have you thinking it's cute. I just Speaking wanna, of Pauline. On the Tanak Packers, it is billed as a environmentally friendly, sustainable 
eco-friendly establishment. So maybe they do have the toilet hose. Maybe they do. They don't walk here for fertilizer. Finally, staff who has accused Josie of terrorizing her, someone's written the word skank on her motorbike. Oh. Which Colette Nan hilariously comes out and says, Oh, you've joined a motorcycle gang called the Skunks. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steph's like, no, Sheila. And she goes, oh, skank. Oh, that's no good. No, not a great name choice. <laughs> so. Um, that's like Priscilla when they come out to the bus. <laughs> oh, you've joined a club called AIDS Fuckers Die. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> she's on the rampage. She, um, but she keeps going to her ex-boyfriend, Dull Cop, to run the case against her harassment. It's like. Go, and he's victim blaming, going, are you sure you didn't accidentally spray paint your own motorbike? Yeah. And what, go to any other cop. You don't even have to go to that police station. You no, can go to right. a different police station and report this. Well, no, well, I mean, she can't, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the only option. At this point, Josie comes, she sees Josie hanging around the front yard. She's looking after Nell while Toadie and Sonia are away and then leaves Nell out of her sight as people are wont to do on this show. And four-year-old Nell, Rebecca, Tottles off to the front yard And Josie finds her And is leading her back in And staff goes off chop And it's like What are you doing here? Leave me alone Get out of my face I don't care who your parents are Leave me alone Like it's a little bit OTT mm. And then it, um, it culminates in this moment With staff and Nell And I just I couldn't I couldn't cope with this scene Hang on So you saw me having some pretty big feelings back there Didn't you? Yeah Yeah Do you know why though? Because people can be pretty tricky sometimes. She had some pretty big feelings. That sounded very guilty, didn't it? It's like she sounded guilty. I'm always uh, having pretty big, big feelings. feelings. And do you know why? Because she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked that. She was explaining to Nell that sometimes adults overreact and that's fine. Yeah. And I mean, she probably shouldn't have left the toddler just to her own devices on the street. No, no. But she was. I mean, you said yourself that she was a bit OTT. Yeah, pretty big feelings. Ugh. I'm always having pretty big feelings. You do have big feelings. That's a good way to describe yeah, your big, yeah. big feelings. So I really related there. And then Mark comes in at the very end with an intervention order saying, you're just not to be anywhere near Josie Lamb. And that's the cliffhanger of the week, um, leading into the big car crash that's going to happen next week. Now, a couple of things to finish off with. Usually I like to do citizen of the week or citizen of the week. <laughs> you can pick someone who's stood out in a good way or someone who stood out in a bad way. So we can go around. I think my Citizen of the Week, and I've done this a couple of times, is going to be Steph because I think she's just putting up with an unreasonable amount. Of stress. Of go- yeah, goings on. I'm going to nominate uh, Ellen, the malevolent lesbian. As which one? Citizen of the Week. Because of? Um, her name. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Brad? And I, I think Susan Kennedy is Citizen just <gasps> for what she did in... In the principal's office, wasn't it? So yeah, just uh, just not called for. Can I change my vote? Yeah, I want it to be the mute the mute counselor. <laughs> She's the shittest in the week. <laughs> just not value for money. Yeah. I didn't think. I mean, it's. Yeah, she's just a sounding board. She's not putting them. that on her IMDb. No, not she absolutely would. Oh, yeah. That's probably the best thing yeah, she's that, got. That's going to be my show reel if yeah. I'm that actress. <laughs> just four minutes of silent <laughs> nodding. <laughs> so now we're finally we've had a couple of Twitter questions because I was a bit uninspired from these this week's episodes. I think I just I'm just not into it. But still right. vote for that podcast, you know, like even though she's uninspired and not into it. I wasn't into it because I was upset with the turn that Ellen had taken. I'm upset with the turn D has taken. I'm not into the Father Jack storyline at all. The Tanaka's lovely boys, but 
I could care, give two shits who their dad no, is. Couldn't give a knacker about the snack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Martin asks, are we having a going away party for Brad when he's moving to Queensland? Yes, I think yes, so. Yes, you should have a celebration. Yeah. Done. Tick. Martin also... That'd be the worst nickname for them to actually use on set. What? Just to start calling him Drab. Yeah, no, I'm, I am a little bit ashamed. Like, if I, if I want to go see Kip Gamblin in The Bodyguard, yeah. at the stage door, I'm not going to be calling no, him No, they'll drab. have a photo. They'll have a photo on the thing. Do not, do sell, not, yeah, do not sell tickets to this cyber bully. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why I've got to get the tickets for yeah. us. <laughs> Rachel asks, why have none of Clive's relationships stuck? Oh... That's the sad. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't know. Because even he was always unlucky in love when he was. Well, he was a gorilla gram. I mean, that's yeah. not, I mean, that's not sexy, is it? No, well, that's. Could, you know, I think it could be sexy to some members of society. Maybe he's gorillas. <laughs> People that have a furry fetish. Oh, furries. Yeah, maybe he's a furry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's probably s- it. I was going to say something like it was Clyde Gibbons. You know, it oh was- my god, isn't it Gibbon a sort of monkey? Yeah, Gibbon. But, now, but he's bald. But he's balding. That's the problem. I think he's look- come back, and I'm I thinking. Think he- I think he looks quite dashing because he was a. He was an unfortunate, unfortunate redhead back Full in the rank. day. Um, and I think redheads are quite attractive, but that particular flavour of redhead was not. Yeah, but he got the job for his acting chops too. Yeah, but I like him as a silver fox. Nayfan87, maybe real D's being held captive in the motel bathroom, which is why Willow is in there so much, taking her food. Oh, I and like I'm shocked by the two sing- and why there's the two single beds mm. in there. Like, come on, they're not staying at a hotel in the 70s. Surely they would have rolled out, you know, one queen size and just a trundle. But then someone would have to, have to sleep on a trundle. Well, they're not going to have sex in that little single bed. They're going to have to push them together. Oh, you're talking about T- D and Toadie. Yeah, but the oh, mother and do- the mother and daughter. Mother and daughter. Like, is no, 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 no. I'm like, no, I no. think it's fine that they have separate beds. No, no. I was thinking when 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 D and Toadie do actually have sex, they oh. have to push those beds together because he's not doing it back at his own nah, house. Mate, no, mate. It's happening in one. London. It's happening in London. There's there's a London episode, and that's where it's all going to hit the fan. Really? Yep. Did she have to go to do panto? And or I've seen why the, are they in London? There's promos. Oh, because. Do you have to go over to do fake, panto? Fake D's fleeing the country with Willow when she gets the the oh, um she gets caught out the them. private school cash off Toadie. Well, maybe that'll correspond with you being in London. I think um, the episodes are just going to be just before, but oh, it's well. pretty. It's still pretty good. Yeah. Mm. I'm yeah. sure there must be um, hundreds of ex neighbour stars in London. Someone tagged me in a tweet with Julie Mullins, who was Julie Martin, who famously Hannah's sister, mother Hannah's mother. Oh, that fell off the tower. Yes. <gasps> what does she live in London? Yes. Really? Yes. So maybe I could. Maybe she'll come and talk to us. What's she doing these days? Well, I'll ask her that day. That was she... right. That was that was my first discovered neighbours. That would have been within the first six months of me watching that. That was her getting pushed off the top of a car. One of my favourite. And then dead at the bottom. That's one of my favourite neighbours storylines of all time. Uh, oh, and this is my favourite question. This is from the Womble Chick. Why were there Windows error sounds in Toadie's office foyer when there was no PC? That is very astute. That's very... That is very... No, does listen. it mean there were Macs in there? Is that, what, is that yeah. what she means? Oh, that is very astute. These, these are the type of people... This is the calibre of detail. Like the, well, they're dealing, that I'm dealing yeah. with here. So Absolutely. We've got eagle because eyes they're, on they're, this. Yeah, they're super talents. So they're like X-Men, but for neighbours mm. shit. So neighbours mutants. So if you want to answer any of those questions that we'll put to us, at Neighbours Pod on Twitter... And we're going to wrap it up, gents. Oh, and can you let us know too who you want to bring back? Like who your revival yeah, which character characters yeah. do you want to bring back? Did I, I, I didn't answer. Did I answer mine? No. no. Oh, it's mine is number one, Brooke Satchwell as Anne Wilkinson. Really? So she's in the play at the moment, which is meant to be amazing. It's called the play that goes wrong. Oh, and everybody's raving. No, apparently yeah. she's incredible in it. She's I know it absolutely sounds brilliant. Shit. It sounds yeah, shit, it sounds shit. Apparently, it's really good. It sounds like Bogans would love it, but uh, I don't like, doubt that she's amazing. It's a comedy of errors. So. Send us all of those things at Neighbours Pod. 
You can check Brad out on Instagram. It's very boring, actually. Brad walks. It's it's it's. I, I do put some stuff in there. I'm heading over for the Steps concert, which is kind of a bit embarrassing, but you know. Are you kidding me? No, there there will be people that will be thrilled to talk about the Steps concert with oh, you. Oh, you could have a little neighbours meet up at the Steps concert. Oh, we could do that. So I was at Justin Bieber yesterday buying tickets. It's just, it's just wrong. You're at and Bieber buying Steps tickets. Buying Steps tickets. Oh, it's never. And give give him some hot panto tips. And Hunter is Mr. Hunter Smith on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Sorry for being hungover. I, on Twitter, I, great. No, we got it done. Got the job done. And we'll talk more and I'll hopefully have a special guest in the next episode. But if not, it'll just be... Oh, I bet better, better, <sighs> it'll better just... be good if it's Hunter and I back again. You'll yeah. be really annoyed. I can just, I can just pretend. Yeah. We'll, we'll just say it. Yeah. Can you do a voice? We'll yeah, just do sure. That. Lance. I'll be Lance. <laughs> okay, awesome. I'll catch you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. 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 Girl, you happen to be the reason I started rapping. The only one close to me who believed in my passion. And now I'm smashing rules of love for you I can't contain it, I hold you way above my crew You want something true, well what we've got can't be broken You can't take away this covenant that's been spoken I'm not joking girl, I'm serious I hope somewhere deep in your heart